You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. All right. Thanks, guys, for downloading the episode. We got a great episode today. So we're actually going to continue our conversation from before. For previous episodes where I talked about maybe other things that small business owners can you know, outsource to try to save their time. I think in addition to that, I think another thing that's really cool is actually find, if I can find little apps or different things that I use that uh, I think could be very helpful for the small business owner and those who are looking to get into it. So, you know, I've talked about legal coverage. I've talked about insurance. I even talked about technology. Now, here's another thing that I think would be very beneficial, I think, for some business owners, I guess, a password manager. Now, maybe people don't know what's a password manager and can simply... What password managers are is if you've been working in any kind of office environment where you have a a desktop or a laptop or anything like that, you have probably access to a lot of different work applications. And a lot of the things that I really despise, this is back many years ago, where you had to log in to several different, different applications and your usernames are different. The passwords are different because one might be an alphanumeric of seven characters. And then the other password for a different application needs to be eight characters, alphanumeric plus special characters. And it got really confusing. And then you can try the old school way of really writing it down, you know, in a notebook or put it in your, your cabinet or anything like that. But I think as time evolved, we got into something called password managers where it's basically a one-stop shop for all your passwords. Now, the company I'm going to be talking about today is LastPass. Now, I've been with LastPass for about several years. Now, and just as I said for the other providers that I've talked about, this is a non-sponsored episode. I get nothing from LastPass or anything like that. So it's just my personal experience using their application. And that's one of my go-tos that I have. So... LastPass, like I mentioned, is a password manager. Now, what we talked about before where I said, okay, manage all your passwords. That is true. That was what I mainly got it for. But as I started using it, I noticed they did offer a few more different features. So that's why I wanted to dive in a little bit to say, here's some of the features that you have. And they got a few different options you can go with. And I say for everyone, like uh, they have one, which I currently use, is the free version. So no cost out of pocket, out of zero cost out of pocket to you guys. Cause I, it, do, it delivers a lot of the features that I need and that I use. And then they have a second option, which is now you're talking, it's called the premium option. And this one is about $4 and at least at the time of this recording, it's about $4 and 25 cents per month that they bill annually. So you're probably looking at about $51 and this is, I'm, I'm based in Canada. So this is going to be about $51 a year or the premium option. And of course, they even have another one for families, which is about $5.50 per month. So we're going to cover that, and that's also built annually. They do have some business plans, so most people might think, oh, how come you're not talking about the business? Wouldn't you, this is a show about small business, why don't you talk about the business plans? I could, but I'm just only going to touch on them just briefly. Uh, just because based on the, the features that the business ones have, and they have a couple of different options, they have a Teams version, a Teams uh section, sorry, a team's business plan, which is actually billed at the same price as the family plan, which is the $5.50. And they even have the, I guess the expandable, they have the, the good, better, best version is the business version. 
Now, this one, the reason is $8.20 per month per user. So you can do the math. If you have 50 people in there, you're talking about $8.20 times $50 per month, and they're going to bill that annually. So I think for a lot of small businesses that I'm talking to, you don't have a staff of over 100, because if you have a staff of over 100, you're considered a large business. And based in Canada, anything where it's less than 100 employees is considered small business. So that's why for a lot of it, small, medium, we're talking about that. So we're going to talk about first about the uh, the free plan, what I currently have and what I use it and, and what are the features that they have on it. Like I said, it is free. It's not a free trial. The trial that they give you is that if you sign up, you get your for free, but you also get a 30-day trial of the premium. And when that expires, you still have it for free. So there's no expectation of signing up with anything like that. So what does it include for the free version that I think for the majority of entrepreneurs or maybe solopreneurs, if you're a one-person consultant, one-person contractor, one-person real estate agent, and it's literally just you. It's not really meant for teams because this is only for one. So what is that? Any password, you have unlimited passwords you can put on this thing. All right. And uh, here's the one caveat from the free version versus the paid version. One of the accesses you have, and this before this, it used to be free for everything. You have access of one device type. And what's the device type? Your, your laptop, your desktop, your, la- your tablet, your phone. So you have to decide once you get this for free, if you're going to have it on, if you're mainly going to use it on a computer, which is a desktop or laptop, or the mobile application on your phone or tablet. You have to choose one or the other. And when they transitioned to this, I recall, before it used to be on everything, tablet or computer, or sorry, mobile or computer. And once they decided to try and restrict the number of people doing that, they said, okay, you can pick one or the other. So when they first did it, you had to pick one, or they let you for a month, I believe, to log in and once they start tracking, okay, which are the main ones that you're using, then they say, okay, we're going to assume that you use your, you've been using, I can't remember if it was a week or something, but the number of times you used our application looks like it was mainly through your mobile device. So we'll make it sure it's mobile. If you want to log in during to our desktop or laptop, you can do that once or twice until we actually put a hard stop on saying one or the other. And obviously, once you log in, you can change it. It's not like you, it's if you're on mobile and then suddenly you lose all your phones and tablets and the only thing you can use is a, is a desktop or a laptop, that's all you have and you're stuck. No, you can switch it, but that's all that you have to remember. You can do that. 30 day, 30 day premium trial of the premium membership or the premium, I guess the next level up. You can save and autofill passwords. Now, this is a feature that I think a lot of people are used to seeing now is you can save and autofill passwords. So if you go to Amazon, .ca to purchase a lot of stuff instead of manually having to type your password out over and over again you it'll actually save your password for you and you can specify that based on my username and password on Amazon you're more instead of me having to redo it you can automatically autofill the password that's one thing you can have multi-factor authentication so this one is something that i think everyone's used to this now as well where it's not just logging into a site Sometimes what you get is you get a, a two-factor authentication. Basically, it's just it's just saying, okay, can you know you logged in, but now we sent you a code. 
whether it's a text message or an email, and just enter the code for us so we know that it's you. They have that feature in there. But another feature they have that I actually thought was really interesting was the password generator. Now, depending on what you had before, what frustrated me about some places that I've worked or some applications that I've used is, let's say you try to use a password, and most people will use their comfortable passwords, and they'll try to enter it, and it doesn't meet the criteria, like I kind of mentioned before. It might be, oh, six characters, alphanumeric only, no special characters. And you log into that, and that's fine. What this does, and I've actually used this a few times, actually, is the password generator, is depending on the application that I'm using, if I try to use one of my passwords that I might want to use, it'll say, oh, it doesn't meet the criteria. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to do, because you try to do a few different things. So instead of saving, and so what you can do is you can actually save some time with it. You can actually go onto the LastPass site on your app, and you can click on Password Generator. And in that password generator, it'll give you a randomized password. And you have choices with it. So it's not that it's only alphanumeric and with special characters. You can specify. I said, looks like, because obviously when you try to create a profile for whatever application you're trying to use, whatever website you're trying to use, and the good ones, I'm assuming, will actually tell you why your password isn't accepted at the time. It could be too short, too long, whatever. Eight characters, 12 characters, 14 characters. Well, in the password generator, you can specify, okay, this website, it only takes eight character length, alphanumeric and special characters only. And boom, you can click on it. If it's another thing, this one is only is 14 characters, only alphanumeric, no special characters. You can click on that. It'll generate the password for you. And once you copy it, once you use that and you can save it, it's now added to your list on your profile as one of the passwords that you're going to save. Okay. So with that, I'm going to keep, like I said, I'm going to talk more about the, mainly the free ones because I think everyone should be doing this in some way, shape or form. And it's, like I said, it does offer a lot of items that you can do. And I'm going to have the app open right now on my phone. So aside from passwords, a lot of people don't know that you can use this for also secured notes. So if what are secured notes, like I can tell you what I use this. So for example, if I have a, let's see, what's, what do I have here as a secured note? Yeah, I actually have on my last pass, I have our health card numbers saved. I have social insurance numbers saved because a lot of times for a lot of things, you might not be able to keep it. Let's say if you are, if you, let's say you go to the doctor's office and let's say you forgot your health card here in Canada. What I can do is if they, for some reason, don't have my number or I don't have my card, I can quickly whip up my phone. I can say, okay, here is my health card. Yes, I can. T- and I can also take a picture with it, but I also have the numbers written down. If you're a business here in Canada as well, and you have to have your HST number to charge tax, I have it as a secured note. Well, here is my HST number. So just in case I have someone that's asking me what it is, and it's not like you, when you're talking to new businesses and you're trying to get stuff set up, a lot of times it's mainly going to be what your name, your email address, and your phone number. I rarely have I had a lot of people say, okay, now what is your HST number? And that's probably not going to be something you're going to remember, like your email address or your phone number or your work address or your name. So a, a secure note like that is actually a pretty good idea. And also what I throw in here too is my vehicle's VIN number, because that's also a number I don't really remember. 
Another thing you can add on here is that's, that this is something that's in the app. So it's not like you have to create all this sort of stuff is the addresses. So obviously for most places, you can just save addresses. It's a feature. I only have like our home address and uh, what we used to use through Canada Post. I think they're closed that uh, thing now. So I'll probably delete this. They used to have a flex address. So if you did not want to have it delivered to your home, you could sign up with Canada Post and have a flex delivery address. So if those Amazon shipments that you have, now Amazon has their own thing now where I think you can get a mailbox with them or a pickup location. But that, but th- at this time, a few years ago, Canada Post had this flex delivery address where you could online order it and you can enter, what I mean online order is when you buy whatever you want online in the ship to address, instead of your home, you can actually enter another address, like a flex delivery address. It was free. So I have that listed here as well. So I could use this if I didn't, uh, want to leave left at my uh, doorstep. So other things that it has on here is actually like payment cards. So I did not know this until I started using this more. It Because pass, last pass people think is only passwords. And like I'm showing you now, it's not just passwords. You could actually save your debit card, credit card information here. So all this stuff here, you have your Visa MasterCard number. You can put in whatever details you're comfortable with. You can put in your, your security code, the three-digit security code, the expiry date. All that sort of stuff as more of a reference. These are just references. So just in case you lost your card and you didn't remember what your card is and you just need to buy something, this is something that you have with you. So that is something. So that's in addition to that, what else do we have? Driver's licenses. Now, I'm not going to remember my driver's license number, but with driver's licenses here, I have it secured. I can attach a picture of it so I can show it to anyone who needs it, who needs to look at my driver's license if for some reason I don't have it. Health insurance cards are here. Membership cards are here. Another unique feature that I didn't know about too, Wi-Fi passwords. Now, if you have a very, if you have a home network, that's also your office, uh, your home office network. Having this, having these Wi-Fi passwords is probably very convenient for you because aside from you could tell people, what's your Wi-Fi password? You can tell them. Or in some cases, I know some people that actually post the actual password on in their home when they when people visit so in case they want to use their wi-fi they just have the thing listed on there but it's kind of nice to know as well especially if you're trying to configure something you get a new router and you want to try to specify you want to keep the same password you can do that as well another thing that's also really cool that they have on here is i guess email addresses now what we're talking about email addresses not just the username and password we're talking like what's the incoming server address what's the outgoing server address what's the port and all these other things here what's the sm TP. Now, I'm not a tech person, so I don't know half of this stuff. I'll, I'll be honest. With my email addresses here, it's literally just username and password. The mail server that I'm supposed to use for my to receive emails and send out emails and the different port numbers. I don't know all these other stuff there, but that's fine. That is available there if you want it. But one thing that I think was also really cool is they have a section here for software licenses. Now, if you're like me, you use a lot of different applications for to get your work done. Some of those softwares are free. Some of them are you pay out. So for those that you purchase and you want to make sure you remember the license number, the software license number and the key or something, sorry, the license key, this is a great tool to have because when you change computers or anything like that, you might have that license key only for that computer. And for most cases, when you get a new one, it's not going to totally transfer over. So to have something there as a reference and you could, if you kept the email when you first bought it, great. 
But hey, this is not a bad idea having as well. It is to have it listed in there for any purchased software that you use to run your business. Having it in one spot as opposed to searching for emails is better. Also, a couple other things here is they have a browser section here. So if you use the app or you're on the, the website, it actually also acts as a browser. So when you click on the browser, it'll take you to it. It'll be a very secured browser that you can use. Then what they also have is a security challenge. Now, I am not uh, good with some of these ones because I think most people they'll like to reuse the same passwords. So what the security what the security pass uh, the security challenge does is that for all the passwords that you use, it'll scan it and it'll recommend. Okay, here are some challenges that you will have because I'll be telling you right now. I had one of my this happened many years ago when I was back as a personal trainer where someone hacked my email address. Now, most likely, obviously, I don't know who the person is, but most likely it was because they found a vulnerability in my password. And why is that? Because I was using the same password for everything. Now, if you're a hacker, if you're a, if you're a really, if you're a bad hacker, and I mean by bad hacker, they're good hackers and bad hackers. Good hackers are the ones that they work with like governments or big institutions where they try to crack and try to hack the information of these companies to show that company's IT security team, okay, here's how, here's some vulnerabilities I was able to get it. And then there's the bad hackers that literally just try to find your information and sell it or they'll, what this person did is they found my email address, they managed to get my password. And what's the first thing they did is they went in and they changed my password because I was noticing when I was checking my phone and at that time my phone was a Blackberry where I was getting this weird thing where it's like, why can't I log in? Why am I not getting any emails? And, or it was to ask me to enter my password and every time I enter it, it was wrong. So this, well, this person took my password and what they did was they sent it out to all my family and friends saying that they needed money. They were, they were speaking as, as they were me. So I, ha- I saw the email because I guess I had different email addresses of me personally. So when they, I knew this happened because in the fitness, I had a fitness uh, business email and they sent it to my personal one as well. So they managed to hack into my personal one. So my fitness email got in and they're saying, help. So they say, hi, everybody. This is Ken. Help. I'm stuck in an emergency conference in Europe. Please send money. And they said I lost my wallet or whatever. Now, I don't know about you. At that time, I was a personal trainer. How many personal training emergency conferences do you think there are? I can pretty much guarantee you the answer is none. So that's unfortunately what happened. And it was hard because if you think about, let's say, for a lot of people who use online billing, what do they do? They log in. And if they forget what their password is, as long as they got the email address, what are they going to do? Oh, just email me. I'm going to reset my password, send it to my email address. So if your password's already been hacked, all those banking, your online banking, your Amazons or anything like that, people can literally just go back to it at that time. So that's why it was very you know, scary at the time. But back to looking at LastPass, I think if I had something like this, I could have randomized the passwords. And that's what I do for a lot of my applications or sites that I log into now that are non like Google related. And if you want to create, you can use your same uh, email, but then I use randomized passwords. So my Amazon password is different from my email password, which is different from my Facebook password, which is different from my security password for my home security systems. 
all these different things, it's a different password. Because if you reuse the same password for everything, all they got to do is change it once and they can access everything else. So keeping everything random, you're not going to really see that. So that's why I use that. So back to LastPass here. So that's some of the features that the free version has. That actually is available for all the versions that whatever you get. So now we're going to compare now with the premium version that they have here. So the premium version, like I mentioned, is about $4.25 at the time of recording per month. And it's only good for one, one person. Now, one of the advantages of the premium plan that you can go with Aside from, because I said this is if you're a solo entrepreneur, this is still fine if you want to use this, is one of the advantages that it has is one, it's unlimited device type. So obviously what that means is phone, computer, tablet, desktop, whatever, access to everything, which is fine. They have a lot of different things. They have access to the password generator, which is great. They have one to many sharing. So I'm going to post the, these, the, I'm going to post the link on, on the show notes so you can see. Everything that I'm telling you, I'm not going to go through every single item because there's a lot on here, but the one thing that they would have that maybe the free version doesn't have one to many sharing normally with free, with a free version, you can't really share it to anybody. You can't send it to anybody. It's just one here. You can actually share it. Uh, you also get one gig of one gig of file storage. So you can put any documents that you have any up to, let's say 3000 critical documents like passwords, credit cards, any important files. You have one gig of storage space that you can have on the premium plan. When it comes to security, you get your own security dashboard and a score. And the score obviously is they're going to check everything to make sure your, your passwords are not too easily, are not easy, that can be easily figured out. I'll be I'm still surprised to this day how so many people use password as the actual password. Please don't do that. Okay. I don't think I'm, I don't have to tell you that. Another thing that they, that the premium version has is the, it's actually dark web monitoring. Now, so for this one is you would enter your email address and what it does is it scours the web and including the dark web to find, to see if anyone has tried to sell your information or to sell your email addresses. Now, I don't have the premium version and I will say, I'll tell you why, because where I currently work right now, we have access to dark web monitoring already. So we already have access to a site that protects us from that perspective so we get notifications if we find if someone tries to use an email address because what a lot of hackers try to do is if they're able to grab your username and password and email address and password they'll try to post it online or i don't know how to, i'm not about i'm not a hacker so i don't know but they'll try to use they'll go to all these different sites to try to see if you're using the same password for everything if they go to a very a dark website which is, is uh, not a really a great thing to be doing what dark web monitor is they tell you, hey, you've hit this site, you've noticed that there's a this might be a data breach. Here's a site that they were trying to to log in using your email address. You have that. And for most people, if you don't have that type of mod, you'll never know what you find out, right? You don't even know if someone did it. They let you know that there's a problem. If you're still using your email address, you might want to update the password. That's what I'm talking about for dark web monitoring. You have emergency access, which gives you one to your vault or any user. Sorry, I'm gonna read this from the web to here. Emergency access. So the premium version has is a grant a one-time access to your vault to another LastPass user in the event of an emergency or crisis. So obviously for something like this, if you share this with your, your significant other, should something happen and they need access to it, they can get a code to actually access the vault and they call this a vault where you can act, well, they'll actually be able to look for that username password that you need. 
And I'll see if there's anything else here. Multi-factor authentication. We already talked about that. And uh, yes, you have actually more personal support on the premium side versus the free version, which is mainly self-service. And you don't really have any emails that you can contact if there's an issue. With premium, you do. Now, I'm not going to talk about the... I can briefly... Co- that. So that's the premium plan for about $4.25 a month. And they, like I said, they bill it annually. They do have a family plan that's here as well, which is about $5.50 per month. And this one is up to six users. So from here, you could actually... So if you have a small number of team, if you have a smaller uh, team, you could potentially use the family option just, you know, because I don't think they have any verification to say everyone's a, you know, everyone's last name is Smith or something like that. I haven't really tried it. But you could potentially, if you have a small company, less than 10 employees, including yourself, maybe this could be an option here. Now, what this has, it has everything that we talked about already, but they have a little bit of an advantage over the premium because now we're talking multiple people are going to be using this versus the free and the premium, which is mainly one person. For the family plan here, they have something called unlimited share folders. So you can share as many account details and items as you need in convenient folders, ensuring access is authorized and safe. So you'll have, you can actually set up a folder structure of how you're going to do this. And there is a folder structure in the free version that you have. You can organize your passwords by like banking or auto stuff. You can do all these different things, but that's something that you have as well for the family. And they have an actual manager, family manager dashboard. So what they have here is obviously you have all these more features that have that you that you have and the one giga storage is still here as well. So everyone in the family plan has their own individual encrypted storage area. So that part is very convenient. Now I'm going to touch briefly. I don't, I don't want this episode to run too long here. I'm actually going to click quickly click on the business plans here. And this one is uh, something where if you're interested in this, by all means, you can. And sorry, like I said, I, sorry, correct me. So during the first time I mentioned this in the episode where I said that the Teams version, so they have two business plans. They have the Teams version and the business version plan. The Teams version, I said, is priced at the same amount as the premium plan. But as I see this correctly, I, I may have made a jump the gun here. It's actually not $5.50 a month like the family plan. It actually is $5.50 per month, but I forgot to include per user. That's one thing I want to make sure. So the business plans are, instead of the monthly rate that the family and single plans have, these ones are per user per month. So that's why I didn't really want to touch this too much. But I can briefly go over this just as we're wrapping up here. What it includes that if this is something you want to do, you have this option too. So for the Teams version, which is $5.50 per month per user, they say the recommended number of users for this one is about 50. So that's 50 users or fewer. So that's one thing you would want to consider. If you're a smaller group and you have more than 10, sorry, more than six, I believe the family plan has more than is six and under, you have something more, then maybe you could consider the team options as well. It does include the family. So if you get this, so potentially, I guess you have 56 people, 56 users on here, but I don't think you get charged for those six users from uh, that because the family plan is there as well you have an administration console obviously whoever is going to be manning is going to be managing this will have a console for that and you can include your own security policies in there and have up to 10 policies so i've never created one so i'm not even going to try to guess at what that means i'm sure for those tech folks out there they probably know that but for every user that has part of the team's plan you they have their own vault for every employee 
They have access to the own generator, so that part's really good. They have something. They have a shared folder, so obviously everyone on the team will have a folder. And sorry, they'll be able to create shared folders that they can share with other team members. They they have the dark web monitoring is also included, but also what they have as well is an offline mode if you're not connected to the internet. So that part, none of the other plans I believe have that except for the team's plan. And obviously we have talked about the two-factor authentication and stuff like that. That's very important. So you can, that's also included in this one as well. And uh, anything else? And no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, and then the business plan, which is, like I said, the most expensive version, they have other advanced features aside from what we talked about already. They also have uh, SSO. For what those who don't know what SSO means, that is single sign-on. So where I work now, thankfully, they've evolved and they've put in single sign-on capabilities. So you're not... For a lot of the applications that are within your intranet or within your bundle of applications that's being operated by your company, you can just use one password and it gives you access to pretty much a lot of other applications without having to re-enter the password. So they have that availability here on the business plan as well. So that's something you can definitely consider as well. They have more things like integration if you want to really put stuff in to comp- and to integrate it within your current IT infrastructure, you can do the more advanced different features and all these things are more ads, add-ons, but you can potentially use this. So like I said, I use the free one. I think everyone should at least try it because I think you can get some value from it. So it'll be one thing to make you more efficient. Yeah, And, and you can talk about other, I know Google does this, or I think Microsoft does this for Windows 11, where you can start to suggest strong passwords and stuff like that. But I think it's only for, and correct, I could be wrong, but at least when you're using a computer or desktop, it'll do that for you. It'll offer to save it. But it doesn't really help you if you're doing it, if you're just doing it on your phone. So that's why I look to this, that I don't want to make it browser specific that care, that saves the passwords because that they, they do that. But I like to have just one app that has everything. And that's what I, and for me, LastPass does that at this point. Are there other alternatives? Absolutely. I don't know any off the top of my head. I'm sure there will be some in the comment section here. But LastPass at least works for me as one thing that can just improve your productivity and not having to carry a, a binder full of this, all these things around. God forbid you lose something. At least you have references to any document numbers of passwords of whatever you need at a one-stop shop that you can use it for. All right, guys, thanks again for listening to the solo episode. It was a great one here. I think this is something you should definitely consider. I'll see it on the show notes there, so you guys will be able to look at that and try it out for yourself, and hopefully you'll be uh, getting more efficient and uh, you won't have to be running to several different places to try to find your information. All right, guys, we are done. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.